0: Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother
1: Miriam. Good morning, beloved. Good to be with you. Happy day before July 4th. Happy beginning of July 4th weekend. The Station of the Cross is uh, celebrating as well. And so this is a pre-record and Life Site News, uh, a pre-record for, uh, Station of the Cross and Life Site News. Fresh program for today, but pre-recorded. So the only difference is you will not be able to call in with questions, but we do have still emails to be answered. We will definitely do that. And so a blessed, um, it's kind of painful to wish you a happy July 4th, a happy, um, Independence Day uh beginning marking the beginning of this country for which many lives were lost um on that occasion uh uh with um the the uh, groups that wanted to be freed from England and through revolution and here we are here we are um it's an amazing thing uh how many years 200 and Forty. I have to add it up, 241, something like that, years later, and we are rebelling and completely tearing down and destroying what was fought for in 1976. People may uh, uh, celebrate with hot dogs and hamburgers and uh, little outdoor uh, celebrations and picnics and fireworks and all that, but that is, at this point, it's cultural. Because what is being celebrated has been in recent history, uh, including today, uh, this country is being destroyed and toppled by the people that it was formed to protect and guide. I just have a couple of excerpts from Wikipedia on the U.S. Declaration of Independence, which it says... United States Declaration of Independence is the pronouncement adopted by the Second Continental Congress. The Second Con- Continental Congress meeting at the Pennsylvania State House, it's now known as Independence Hall, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on July 4th, uh, 1776. The Declaration, I won't read the whole thing, the Declaration explained why the 13 colonies at war With the Kingdom of Great Britain regarded themselves as 13 independent sovereign states, no longer under British rule. And with the Declaration, these new states took a collective first step toward forming the United States of America. The Declaration was signed by representatives from New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Bay, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. The sources and interpretation of the Declaration have been the subject of much scholarly inquiry. The Declaration justified the independence of the United States by listing twenty-seven colonial grievances against King George the Third, and by asserting certain natural and legal rights, including a right of revelation, and a revolution rather, and you see pictures of the um, people. Uh, bringing down a statue of King George III in the same way they are toppling statues in our country today. It is, it's utterly uh, ironic that the statue they toppled to get free from Great Britain uh, and all the statues standing today are the heroes of our history that gave us freedom, those are now being toppled. And there are no list of grievances. There is no purpose. There is no unity in today's anarchy. There is just wholesale um, what, um, what anarchy—the just uh, destruction for the sake of destruct- destruction. I think people tearing down our statues today—they uh, couldn't tell you who these people were why we have statues of them, when they lived, what made them heroic, what they fought for. They don't know their history. They know uh, little, if anything, about our country. They're fighting to fight. And uh, no education, for the most part, no uh, real purpose, no organization. They're fighting for nothing. They're fighting for the destruction of everything that exists uh today it's it's awful Um, uh, and it it all the rebellion today is really backed by marxist uh, ideology and those uh, who give billions of dollars to the cause This whole rebellion today, including Black Lives Matter, preceded the killing of George Floyd. It has little to do with that. Those were only um, some triggers that gave some rebellion, they think, legitimacy, but there's no legitimacy to what's happening today. It is destruction for the sake of it. Um. The article in Wikipedia says its original purpose, the Declaration of Independence, was to announce independence, and references to the text of the Declaration were few in the following years. Abraham Lincoln made it the centerpiece of his policies and his rhetoric, as in the Gettysburg Address of 1863. Since then, it has become well-known, a well-known statement on human rights, particularly It's second sentence, and I'll quote it. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I'll just interject here. Um, Life was destroyed the minute abortion was approved, because... They decided that the unborn has no, the life in the mother's womb has no right to life. It, it's unbelievable, and it in New York at least, and uh, other states now, if a child sub- survives the abortion uh, outside the mother's womb, it is put to death. It, the, it has no rights whatsoever, no liberty, and absolutely no pursuit of happiness. This has been called. Um, what I just read, one of the best-known sentences in the English language, containing the most potent and consequential words in American history. The passage came to represent, now listen, a moral standard to which the United States should strive. That has nothing to do with what's happening today. It represented a moral standard to which the United States should uh, strive, this view was notably promoted by Lincoln, who considered the declaration to be the foundation of his political philosophy and argued that it is a statement of principles through which the United States Constitution should be interpreted. I tell you, beloved, when you listen to the rioters today, there are no principles, there are no morals, there's just a screaming of uh, certain statements of equality that make no sense because there's no definition of equality. Uh, it's, it's just rampant. And I came across an article uh, two days ago, no, three days ago, on churchmilitant.com. Many of you know Michael Voris. And Church Militant, many of you uh, don't want to listen to Michael Voris. I recommend it. I recommend him. I recommend Church Militant. Um, and there's an article by someone now that is part of their staff, David Gordon, brother to Tim Gordon. And the article is titled Twilight in America. I cannot read the whole article. I'm just going to read you a couple of excerpts from it. Um, and... Um, it's uh, subtitled "Moral Decay and the Death of a Republic." I don't think we're experiencing some pro- some problems right now in our country. I think it's the death of a republic. The police force are not rea- are not uh, living their vocation. The bishops are not living those theirs. The leaders are shepherds. Everyone has just defected, just defected, and turned their backs. It, whether it's cowardice, whether it's uh, lack of uh, principles or belief themselves, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's horrible and we think shocking. Um, David Gordon writes this, Alas, it's twilight in America. It was axiomatic for the founding fathers that if not girded with a virtuous and moral populace, Republicans quickly devolve into mob rule and then tyranny. You see, that's what the Declaration was only good for a United States that would strive uh, morally, um, that had a moral character, and it would strive for uh, a morality, a God-given morality. And David points out that um, Republicans quickly devolve into mob rule and then tyranny. Benjamin Franklin maintained that, quote, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. Um, we'll continue this after the break, beloved. And again, because this program for today was pre-recorded, you will, will not be able to call in, um, but um, we will be back with you on Monday uh, live. You'll be able to call in, send texts, emails, which you can do anyway. Uh, send an email to mother at the station of the cross dot com. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back.
3: In the midst of them, the Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit the thestationofthecross.com. That's the thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9 30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network.
0: Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live.
1: Welcome back, beloved, uh, to Mother Miriam Live, pre-recorded today. So you, we won't be able to take your live calls. We'll be back with you live on Monday. But um, uh, uh, Station of the Cross and others, Site News, are celebrating the founding of our country. Uh, ironically, I've been reading a little bit about the Declaration of Independence um, to say that we are now experiencing in our country the demolition of our country, and of all that we stand for. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think that's what we're experiencing. I read uh, just before the break that the the Declaration of Independence signed in 1776 on July 4th says, we hold, it begins, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And it is said that it's one of, this is one of the best known statements, sentences in the English langry, uh, language, a um, language containing the most potent and consequential words in American history. However, the passage came to represent a moral standard to which the United States should strive and I was just beginning an article that I uh, came up with, uh, came across rather, uh, three days ago on churchmilitant.com. Uh, if you are not familiar with churchmilitant.com and Michael Voris' uh, Vortex, I uh, urge you to take a look at that. I think Michael Voris, not everyone appreciates his, his method And the way he approaches things, I personally do, because I think he's a picture of sanity. Uh, He speaks with clarity what is so. Um, And so, and what is true to Catholic teaching. And on that site, three days ago, there's an article by David Gordon, Uh, David and Tim Gordon, pretty well-known brothers, good apologists, good representatives of the faith. And David Gordon is writing now for Church Militant, uh, in addition to having a YouTube channel with his brother. And uh, he has an article uh, titled Twilight in America and subtitled Moral Decay and the Death of a Republic. I'm going to read that. I'll just reread the first two sentences and then continue. Alas, he writes, it is twilight in America. It was axiomatic for the founding fathers that if not girded with a virtuous and moral populace, republics quickly devolve into mob rule and then tyranny. Well, it's taken us over 240 years to do so, but we are there now. Tyranny. No organization, no truth, no morals, uh, really no reason except for the sake of destroying the country. Uh, People have different grievances, but uh, we have a Declaration of Independence and, and laws to work those grievances out. This is strictly... Uh, destruction for the sake of destruction. Uh, Statues being toppled just for the sake of it without most people even knowing what those statues represent. Um, Benjamin Franklin, David writes, um, maintained that, quote, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. George Washington exhorted, quote, virtue or morality is a necessary spring of popular government, end quote. James Madison noted that, quote, to suppose that any form of government will secure liberty or happiness without any virtue in the people is a chimerical um, idea. It's crazy. It's not going to work. And they have a picture under this of a a man in Minneapolis walking through the city with the United States flag um, turned upside down. And when I've been looking at the uh, news, beloved, all these months, and I see NFL players and other sports teams and other, um, uh, even Catholic priests, bishops, uh, people taking the knee to our flag, Um, It is so horrifying to me. I think they should be arrested uh, and or put out of the country. They have no right to live in this country and and have all its benefits if they're going to take a knee to the flag. If they do not respect our flag, if they do not respect this country, they need to be out. I think they need to be taken out. They need to be arrested. Now, you might come against me for that, and the only reason you would come against me for that is that we have lost morals. We have lost it all in this country. Um, we have just lost it. Everybody has the right to do whatever they want, including take a knee to the flag, which is um, it's, a, it's a, uh, an act of tyranny. And you can't have a tyrannist in this country. And nothing's been done about it. Um, David Gordon continues to write, Hence, given the advanced state of moral decay of America and the Western powers in general, absolutely no one should be surprised by Orbania's now rampant insurrection, chaos, vandalism, and plundering nor should we be surprised by the growing whispers of revolution casting a pall over the land. This is, this is I, I think it's beyond growing whispers. I think it's, I think it's upon us. Um, I had a message yesterday from a friend who had a message from a police officer and from security guard that um, we, we're a religious order. We need to get guns in the next couple of days. Families need to get guns, rifles, whatever they can, in the next few days and be trained on them in order to protect ourselves. Can you even imagine such a thing? Can you even imagine such a thing? Well, obviously you can, but it's just, uh, it's sickening. To be sure, we've witnessed, David continues, David Gordon To be sure, we've witnessed the ascent of lawlessness in the last decade or so. But anarchy hasn't conquered with rifles and sabers, pitchforks, and torches, although it has at times wielded them in our midst, as one might expect. Instead, aided, abetted, and even embraced by our elected leaders, anarchy has been seated virtually, On all the ground that it has gained, which has enabled it to find what appears to be an indelible foothold in the nation. It should go without saying, David Gordon continues, it should go without saying that anarchy is repugnant to all members of a civil society. It should go without saying, therefore, that any lawless leader Any leader who fails to combat anarchy head on, using all the powers of his office to subdue it and put it down like a rabid dog, should be run out of town on a rail, seeing his parasitical tenure as a political official come to a swift and ignominious end. You see, I just said before, whoever acts in tyranny against his country, they need to be put out. Whether they are the players or they, the ones who institute the laws, uh, who, who uh, promote these things, they need to be brought to a swift and ignominious end. But this is not the case anymore. It used to be what I'm saying about people that take a knee of the flag being arrested and put out of the country. That's to me. Come on. Mother Miriam. What are you, a dictator? Who do you think you are? I think I'm an American. That's used to be the case. We've gotten so used to evil, so used to sin, so used to freedom at any cost uh, for the villains. Um, we are hostage in our own nation. And and it, it should never have been allowed to happen. And perhaps there's a way to stop it if our government, if our police force, if the National Guard, uh, whoever it is, comes in and puts an end to it and not allows uh, what's going on in Seattle and elsewhere. Um, But this is not the case anymore because the moral compass of the American voter has gone haywire and voter depravity trickles upward. Political leaders who ignore or openly define the duly enacted laws of their jurisdictions and the oaths of their respective offices are far from being universally reviled as the villains and knaves that they are, as justice would demand. Instead, to the ineffable frustration of men of goodwill, law defying progressive autocrats are habitually ionized. I think it's lionized, turned into social justice celebs, celebrities, by their fawning and unscrupulous constituency, a constituency obsessed with transforming America into a socialist state by any means necessary, by hook or by crook. And I say, beloved, personally, if they succeed, they're going to be slaves Like, sooner than they think, they will completely be stripped of any freedom they're trying to gain. The socialist system will make them slaves. They will have no freedom. No freedom. They are paving their own path uh, to lawlessness, to socialism, um, and it's going to be hell on earth. It already is becoming that. And then I cannot read the whole article, but I'll complete, I'll, I'll go to the, toward the end. I'll skip a bit. And, um, David Gordon says. All of the purposeful acts or omissions by liberal members of the American political um, um, oligarchy represents a grievous offense against truth and integrity against the laws that they, that's our public servants, take solemn oaths to uphold against their duties as guardians of the public trust against the very fabric of civil society and yet each act or omission was met with breathless plaudits and backslapping from rank and file leftists this signals the beginning of a horrifying new error it is an error where the american institution is crumbling from within when a politician usurps power that he has not been granted or when He knowingly and willingly refuses to take actions that he is charged with taking. He makes himself a dictatorial thug and a clear and present danger to the liberty of every member of the governed. When a leader appropriates power to himself that he has not been given, he breaches the foundational social compact between the state and citizen thereby sinning against the entire populace of a commonwealth. This is so serious, beloved and I think it applies to many of our shepherds today, unfortunately tragically. We'll be right back after the break, beloved don't go away
4: The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the Internet with over 40 million unique users every year.
5: This is Rick Paulini and Father Jacek Mazur. Join us every Sunday morning. We'll be delving into the Diary of St. Maria Faustina and discussing the topics important in your life. Whether you're wrestling with willpower or praying for patience, God uses the Diary to speak to your struggles. So tune in for Divine Mercy in My Soul every Sunday morning at 11. And catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday evening at 8. Jezu, ufam Tobie. Jesus, I trust in You. Hi, this is Terry Barber from the Terry and Jesse Show. Every week we bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. We want you to know Jesus and his bride, the church. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, be sure to tune in each week. We love it when you join the conversation at 888 526 It's the Terry and Jesse Show, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Heard around the world on the iCatholic Radio app.
0: Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live.
1: Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Uh, we have a whole half hour, and as I usually say, it's our half hour to ourselves. However, today, a day before July 4th, um, we this program is pre-recorded and you're not able to call in live and um, I'm going to see if I can get to some of the emails that I had not been able to get to yesterday however I'm in the middle of reading a quite outstanding article titled Twilight in America by David Gordon on churchmilitant.com it was posted three days ago I recommend you go to it and read it um and I'm reading uh, portions of it, um, uh, having uh, stated that the Declaration of Independence uh, was uh, the, uh, uh, are the the founding fathers' freedom from Great Britain, um, and now the country that was formed uh, 240 years ago is being toppled by the people it was formed to protect, and um, it's it's awful. In 1776, there were legitimate grievances against King George III and against Great Britain, and they wanted their freedom, and they went about it in a a, a good way. And it was that the 13 colonies would unite and become a moral people. But um, David Gordon is pointing out that... Um, uh, as others, Thomas Jefferson and, and others have done, we read their quotes, that um, there is no protection of the United States or the independent, uh, Declaration of Independence without morality, without a moral governing body, without morality instilled in its people. And so um, he continues here that... The purposeful acts or omissions by liberal members of the American political oligarchy represents a grievous offense against truth and integrity, against the laws that they, as our public servants, take uh, solemn oaths to uphold, against their duties as guardians of the public trust, against the very fabric of civil society. Yet each act or omission was met with breathless plaudits and backslapping from rank and file leftists this signals the beginning of a horrifying new error it is an error where the american institution is crumbling from within and he says this when a politician usurps power that he has not been granted or when he knowingly and willingly refuses to take actions that he is charged with taking, he makes himself a dictatorial thug and a clear and present danger to the liberty of every member of the governed. When a leader appropriates power to himself that he has not been given, he breaches the foundational social compact between state and citizen, thereby sitting against the entire populace of a commonwealth. And I said before the break, with a little fear and trembling, I say this, but it, it's horrific that bishops all over the world, including our country, of course, all over the world, shouldn't be of course, but it is, have taken a power that they have not been given at all, and usurped their vocations and power because they, in canceling, in dispensing people from Sunday Mass, they have no power to do that. As Cardinal Raymond Burke pointed out, um, Mass on Sundays is a divine law, and no one, no bishop, no priest, no cardinal, no one has the power to usurp divine law. You have not. And for the priests and bishops, who have been refusing the Eucharist people, they are taking a power upon themselves. They have no right because church law says that every single person has a right to receive the sacraments and to receive the Eucharist on the tongue if they so choose. Bishops who refuse that are taking a power upon themselves uh, that they do not have, that has never been given them by divine law, and they are... Uh, destroying the sheep, the hearts and the and the spirit of the sheep, they're abusing the sheep. They're abusing their priesthood. I'm going to continue with David Gordon's article um, here on uh, Church Militant, written three days ago, uh, entitled. Um, What is a twilight in America? Often when things are so crazy, I have an expression because I grew up with Rod Steiger in the Twilight Zone. My expression is always, it's Twilight Zone. It's just simply Twilight Zone. And that's what David Gordon has headed his article and I absolutely agree with him. Um, He continues saying, I'm, I'm reading the end of it now, needless to say, abuse of power should meet with harsh and universal condemnation. I wish the abuse of power in the priesthood would meet with such harsh um, and condemnation from Rome. I wish it would, because that would stop it. The abuses are simply allowed to go on, and, and, the, sh- and the sheep um, uh, come against, uh, not given what our Lord has said the priesthood is to give them. Uh, and it's, it's just awful. And David Gordon continues, but observation shows that this is not the case. In practice, the left openly celebrates when their leaders flout our laws to usher in Marxist policies because the left is devoid of integrity. The left is a mob, which James Madison defined as a group of people united and actuated by some common impulse of passion or of interest. Adversed to the rights of other citizens or to the permanent and aggregate interests of the community, end quote. The mark of the wicked man is that his will dominates and shapes his intellect, and the mark of a man whose will shapes his intellect is that for him the end will always justify the means. A man who lacks integrity will always find a way of justifying the actions that he takes to achieve a desired result, even when the actions are themselves dishonorable or evil. He will bend and retrofit facts to align them with the narrative he has crafted. He will whitewash and rationalize and wriggle so as to conform truth to his desires instead of conforming his desires to truth as he should. Hence, the morality of a nation is intimately linked with how faithfully its politicians will adhere to proper procedure, that is, the rule of law, in implementing their policy agendas. Since in moral theology, uh, the ends never justify the means, and that is uh, what St. Paul instructs in his letter to the Romans, chapter 3, verse 8. The ends never justify the means. Someone once said in another way, uh, the means are the ends in, a ma- in the making. The means are the ends in the making. So the end never justifies. If the end is bad, the means are not justified. Um Elected officials in righteous nations will constrain themselves to those actions that are within the scope of their allotted powers, that is, uh, in good moral theology and behavior. On the other hand, they will ensure that they take any actions for which there is an affirmative duty, even when said duty clashes with their political convictions, And, uh, and we could add religious convictions. Those who are up for office who say I'm Catholic, uh, I don't know one of them who hasn't demonstrated they are in mortal sin. I don't know if they go to confession. I can't judge that. But they say they're Catholic, and in everything, act and vote otherwise. And they think, they say, well, religion, is it's my personal uh, conviction, but um, I, I'm not going to put it on others. Well, I will tell you it's not your personal conviction. Um, because if you were truly convicted, for example, that abortion is murder, uh, how would you approve the the murder of millions of babies in their mother's womb? You don't believe it. It's very simple. Anything short, David Gordon continues, anything short of mass evangelization and mass conversion represents the suicide of the republic. That's our marching orders. Mass evangelization and mass conversion. Nothing short of that um, represents the suicide. Um, um, not Anything short, anything short of mass evangelization and mass conversion represents the suicide of the Republic. And I don't see any mass evangelization happening. I don't even see Catholic families, uh, for the majority, who call themselves Catholic, really practicing the catholic faith so many agree with abortion so many practice contraception which automatically uh, excommunicates you from the church apart from um, sacramental confession and so many of you live like the world so many catholics do that and and what do we do um Mass evangelization and mass conversion uh, will save the republic, but who is going to do it? The republic, I'm going to say, is in the state it is because of the failure of Catholics. Is it the only cause? I can't dare say it's the only cause, but it is the people that God left in the world to be in the world and not of it, and thus evangelize the world by their example. Catholics as a people have completely failed. Not 60%, 100% to be in the world and not of it. There are some Catholic families, so maybe it's 97.7% that have failed and uh, 2.3% have not failed. But if you have lived a good Catholic life and have never gone to your neighbor uh, with the gospel, then then you have not lived a good Catholic life. Politicians who prove themselves to be anarchists or tyrants at heart by circumventing political rules or undermining checks and balances either by act or omission will be universally panned by an upright people even by those who happen to be ardently, who happen to ardently agree with the substance of the p- politician's platform. In the moral nation, I'm on the last half page, in the moral nation, the rule of law is seen as a standalone good, a thing to be desired in and of itself for its own sake. In the immoral nation, however, the rule of law is impossible because no one is willing to bind himself to correct procedure. Rather, everyone flails away away wildly, wielding any means necessary to realize his vision, his vision of political justice. And so in the immoral nation, mobs are spawned and anarchy ensues, which is just what we have. The paradigm of chaos that is metastasizing in America testifies unequivocally to the fact that we are a moribund nation, a people in the throes of death. This grim observation is corroborated all the more when one considers the fact that far from championing order, many of our politicians The Democrats, for the most part, have embraced the mob and acquiesced to their modus operandi of thuggery and destruction in an M.O. that is alien to the processes for political change built into our system one more paragraph a small paragraph when we come back from the break beloved and then i'll take whatever emails i couldn't get to yesterday again because we're pre-recorded you will not be able to call in today Uh, but hang on we'll be right back and conclude this article don't go away
5: Want to hear great Catholic programs and music all on one app? Now you can with the new iCatholic Radio mobile app, two apps in one. With the new app, you can choose to listen to talk programs or music. It's convenient and easy to use with more podcasts and music features and a fresh new look. You'll enjoy all the benefits of the current app, plus a whole lot more. If you have the current app, you'll receive a notification about the new app. Just click on the Update button to download. If you do not currently have our app, download it to your iPhone through the Apple Store or to your Android phone by going to Google Play. For more information, visit thestationofthecross.com, click on Stations, and then iCatholic Radio. Double your listening pleasure with the new iCatholic Radio mobile app, your one-stop for great Catholic programs and music.
0: Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live.
1: Welcome back, beloved. This is our last um, segment together. We have about ten minutes, and I'm doing a, a bit of an unusual thing because it's the day before July 4th. Uh, as as those of you who tuned in earlier know, that this program has been pre-recorded, and I've been I began by reading the opening to our Independence, uh, our Declaration of Independence, and. Um, uh, commenting how tragic it is that the um, the people, this country, that the Declaration of Independence, that we were formed to protect uh, the unification of 13 colonies that would strive uh, as to be a moral people. Um, and break from Great Britain, Uh, now the very people our country was formed to protect and educate and all of that are now the ones completely destroying it without any knowledge of our history, tearing down statues that they have little understanding of. If I said to them uh, they attacked yesterday the statue of St. Louis or St. Louis in the city of St. Louis, he, they attacked, uh, I don't know that they got to the statue, because there were many people uh, praying before that statue to protect it, but the mob attacked those praying before the statue. And I would almost say, if you asked any one of them, who is that man on the horse, they would have no idea. And if anybody of them read the, and said it was St. Louis or St. Louis, well, you'd say, who was he? When did he live? Why is there a statue of him? They don't know. They don't. It, it. There's no purpose behind this anarchy, except the destruction of it, it, uh, of ignorance. It's just destruction of our country, for the, no principles, nothing, just for the sake of destruction, and to bring in the Marxist, Marx, Marxist, uh, one world government. And people who have fought for this um, uh, will soon be slaves in a a system that has destroyed every country that's taken it on. And now we're looking to do it as a one world government. And it's pure evil, beloved. It's pure evil. And whoever's involved of this, I need to say, is absolutely ignorant. Ignorant doesn't mean stupid. It means lack of knowledge not understanding history, not having grown up in good families, with absent fathers, and and uh, having experienced the destruction of the family. Um, they have not seen better examples. It's just such a shame. So I have been reading an article that I would... Um, Recommend you all go to because I've left out parts of the article for time. It's called Twilight in America, written by David Gordon. Some of you know David and Tim Gordon, wonderful teachers and defenders of the faith. They have a YouTube YouTube channel, and David Gordon is a correspondent uh, with um, uh, ChurchMilitant dot com. Uh, many of you know Church Militant by uh, knowing Michael Voris and his Vortex. And so I I recommend that you go to churchmilitant.com. And if you want to hear sanity, beloved, I've hesitated saying this for a long time because I've many people, including people that I love and respect, have uh, come against me for even mentioning Michael Voris or reprinting anything from him um, because they do not approve of his ways of uh, speaking, of presenting things, and all of that. I need to tell you that I do approve of them. I have never found him to be disrespectful at all, simply sane, uh, presenting things truthfully, directly, strongly, clearly, sanely. I do not find him disrespectful. He's a man of integrity, and I think he has uh, an uncanny sense um, to see uh, what's happening. And and I do recommend him. I'm going to now read the last paragraph of this article by David Gordon. And he says this, But our problem remains a moral one, not a political one. I, who could disagree with that? Who understands uh, Catholic teaching? Our problem remains a moral one, not a political one. Take heed of the wisdom of our founding fathers. Attempting to right the nation through political discourse alone is fool's gold. I'll repeat that. Attempting to right the nation, R-I-G-H-T, right the nation through political discourse alone is fool's gold, the gold of fools. What America needs is to rediscover the gospel. Isn't it Psalm 14 that says the fool has said in his heart there is no God? What America needs is to reforge her conscience. What America needs is Christ. Anything short of mass evangelization and mass conversion represents the suicide of the Republic as the untrammeled forces of darkness will... uh, uh, of darkness will fell um, I'm not sure if he meant as the untrammeled forces of darkness fell a godless nation one monument at a time Bravo David Gordon I'm so sorry you had to write that article but you did a, a good job you did a good job unfortunately you said it I don't know that it could be said with more insight, with more clarity. Mass evangelism, beloved, every Catholic listening to me, um, every Christian, mass evangelization is the only answer. What is that? Is that targeting a people? It is targeting a people. It's targeting every soul that lives, just as Jesus, beloved, came from heaven to target us, he came first to his own people, the Jewish people, and he targeted them people say it's wrong to target the Jews no it's not they were the, the the Messiah came from them and for them, and he targeted them first, go first to the lost house to the the lost sheep of the house of Israel. yes, he targeted them, and he died for every one of us and every one of you beloved, whether you believe it or not. Um, it is not the issue. Whether you believe it or not, truth is not determined based on our belief, our understanding, our agreement, or our disagreement. Truth is truth, period. And the God of the earth, the God of all creation came to earth to die for the people who would put him to death on the cross. And he did that. And he rose from the dead to bring forgiveness to all who would repent and come to him in faith, asking for forgiveness. And he established his church through which salvation would come to the the world, the only means through which salvation would come to the world. That's it. He established his church. Beloved, you can rebel if you're Catholic, Against some things in the Catholic Church. If you rebel, you're a Protestant in the Catholic Church. If you do not believe what the Catholic Church teaches, including on every moral issue, then you are not Catholic. You may choose to be Catholic in name, you may show up at church, but you're not Catholic. If you disagree with any infallible teaching uh, that Catholics must believe, and that is abortion is murder, contraception is a grave, grave sin, uh, euthanasia, same-sex uh, marriage is not even marriage, so-called marriage, same-cell research, embryonic uh, research, it's all morally evil, beloved. We, as Catholics, have enough information and grace from God to change a falling world. Peter Kreeft said, How come 12 disciples converted the world 2,000 years ago, and half a billion so-called Christians cannot repeat the feat. It's because we live to protect ourselves, and we care less about other souls. We need to live, as I say, as if it's true, beloved, and hold nothing back from God. God bless you, and I wish you with your families a good celebration, and we'll speak with you on Monday.